Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, the Project Management Drumbeat Meeting, Part 1. Here we go. Well, we've talked about project management many times before, and the fact that they are generally governed by Horseman's Law of Project Management, who does what by when. Yeah, it sounds terribly complicated and technical, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Look at dude, you're not going to make millions of dollars by having a law of project management that says who does what by when. That's, that's not. I know. It's terrible. I feel bad that we have to be so honest and straightforward about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much true, right? Whether it's a five-year yeah. project or a three-week project or a $300 million project or a $10,000 project, it all boils down to a string of tasks and deadlines dud by humans. Who's doing it? Yeah. What are they doing it? And when is it due? Right. Yeah. And it reminds me, there's a there's a, a poem, right? John Brown's uh, Body. John Brown's and, body. And in there, That's it right. says, you know, humans end up straggling after ripe blackberries when they should be meeting deadlines. And I'm paraphrasing because he was talking about war and he wasn't talking about projects, although war is a big project. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, it is. That's what projects are, right? You have an end state, you have a bunch of tasks, and people get lost and start straggling after ripe blackberries. Yeah. And you need a way of bringing them back to it. Right. And a lot of project managers see people getting lost and don't realize it's their obligation to bring people back to it, to engage in behaviors that may not be popular. I mean, how many times have we had somebody say, you know, I tried to run a meeting, but but everybody said they didn't want it. Well, who <laughs> do you, why do you care whether they want it or not? You're responsible for the project. What we know is you can't really get it done without having a project meeting. You really can't. So one thing all of us can do is to run a drumbeat meeting. It comes actually from the sponsorship world, the, the senior executive sponsorship world, who have said to me before, I beat the drum every week, Mark. They know they're going to be in a meeting with me. They know they don't want to piss me off. And I'm willing to give my time every week. I prefer a half an hour, but I'll give you an hour. If you're on a project of mine that I'm the sponsor of, I'm in the meeting every week. I'm not so busy because what I've discovered is, Projects don't get done unless they have oversight and attention because, well, I don't know. He, you know, he actually, he gave me a long because, but the fact is, who cares what it's because? The fact is, it doesn't, it doesn't get done. And he says, I'm going to beat the drum every week. I'm going to beat the drum and you're going to be in front of me and you're going to be talking about what you did and what you didn't do. And I am no smarter than knowing that the role I have, the sponsorship role, the power I have, the weekly meeting, setting a regular drum beat, and them having to come in front of me and talk about what they're doing will absolutely cause behavior to get my tasks done. And if none of the other executives want to do it, that's fine. They say they're too busy. That's fine. I understand that. I respect that. Nope. I'm going to beat the drum every week, no matter what. And he says, all my projects get done. Right. Exactly. And just make sure people get the analogy. No, um, my son did crew for a year. I can't remember the, the what's the name of the, the, <laughs> Coxon. The, the small, oh, there you go, right? The, right? He's calling out a steady beat, right? And initially for me, it seemed like a pretty stupid thing, right? He's not doing any work. He's just yelling out, like, get on the oars, guy. Get on the oars and tell me you're part of the team. But the fact is, if he's not there to be effective in crew, you have to be in time with each other, right? Otherwise, yeah. one guy rowing the oars is working counter to the other guy. 
It's a very important job. And that's what we're talking about here is keeping the project in sync. It's that regular rhythm that causes projects to move forward. Yeah, exactly. So three recommendations here today in this cast. Number one, you've got to run weekly status meetings. You've got to have a meeting. We'll talk about that. And it's got to be weekly. This is what we know from hundreds of thousands of projects being run. Can't be monthly. Can't be biweekly. It doesn't work. The difference between projects that have monthly meetings and biweekly meetings as opposed to weekly meetings is night and day. It's just as if you fall off a cliff. And we're going to talk about that in more detail. We've, we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. Horseman's Law of Organizational Communication. Say something seven times, half the people will say they heard it once. We're going to repeat it. We're going to beat that thing like a drum. Number two, you've got to update every deadline every week, or let's put more precisely, every missed deadline every week. This is an enormous problem. Deadlines are missed. Everybody knows they're missed and they're left missed and work gets further and further decayed away from it. And what we know about human behavior is a missed deadline. If you miss it with one, by one day, the second day you are less motivated to work on that deadline. There's not enough pain for you on day one. If you can survive day one, day two is always going to be less pain because people are busy doing other stuff. You've got to assign new deadlines to every missed task. That's part of the drumbeat you're setting, saying, we're not going to let this thing die in, if there are 40 strands of this project, we're not going to let this project die because suddenly 23 of them are dead because we haven't updated the, the task. We will stop doing new tasks until we get caught up on the existing ones, assuming we've done some good planning. And the third thing is you've got to make every decision every week. And I, we say every with, in all capitals. This is a huge problem. And it comes really from a lot of the work we've done with sponsors of projects that if you're a sponsor, I guarantee you, you tell them, I guarantee you, you come to the meeting, any decision you want made, I'll make it. You will not have to wait around for me. We're not going to wait another week to get more data. We're not going to figure out a better technical solution. What we've learned is that any kind of gain you get in improved quality by saying, we don't have enough information, we have to wait, causes everyone else to believe the project is going to have to wait. Because of that, the project slows down. Nope. If you're on a project and I'm the sponsor or even from the project manager, if a decision needs to be made, I will make it in the meeting. It will never go longer than a week. If you had a problem yesterday and we're in the status meeting today, you're going to get an answer today about what to do and you're going to have new deadlines for everything. And it is this discipline of weekly. And then look, we're not tied to weekly. And we'll, tell, we'll talk more about that in a minute. We're, or, or let me put it differently. We are tied to weekly, but we don't believe weekly is magical. We just know it's behaviorally effective. You start beating the drum every week and you say, you're going to meet with me. We're going not, we're not going to have any deadlines older than a week. Okay. And by the way, we're going to give you shorter and shorter deadlines as time goes by. And every decision is going to get made every week that needs to get made. You discover that your projects start finishing on time. Now, you may in fact discover that you're not making great decisions, but that's different than every project failing because you can't get it in on time. And if you apply this, in a place that already ships on time, what you'll discover is if you stay on time each week, as opposed to having a death march, drumbeat meetings are essentially designed to kill death marches. And if you stay on time, you'll discover quality improves and you'll still ship on time. So three things, run the weekly status meeting, no matter what, update every missed deadline every week and make every decision every week. And that's how you do it. That's how effective sponsors and project managers do it all the time. They're disciplined about it. I'm sure people winced when they heard run weekly status meetings because everybody oh, yeah. hates project meetings, right? Everybody. And, yeah, and I, if you think about it, we, people are like, oh, weekly. I hate them. And you're going to make me do them every single week. 
I'm wrong about a lot, a lot of things. I've been wrong about things in the past. And, okay. and, uh, but this is not one of them. I know what's coming, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I say this at conferences and I know some people who are not like me sort of screw up their nose a little bit and say, I don't like that comment too much. But folks, you don't like it, but we're going to console ourselves with being right. <laughs> Look, everybody hates project meetings, right? And week leaves too often. That's what everybody tells us. The problem is, you don't hate all staff meetings. Those of you who are saying, I don't, I don't like staff meetings, staff status meetings, blah, blah. You just hate bad status meetings. And all of the status meetings you've ever been to have been bad ones. Okay. Now, look, we feel your pain. We've been there. We've seen it. Drives us crazy. And for guys like Mike and I, we sit there as a member of a project team watching somebody screw up weeks of work because they canceled last week and the week before was too hard because something else was going on. And I just want to jump out of my chair and say, please get out of the way. Let me do it. I'll do it. Let me do it. But you, of course you can't. The fact is there are plenty of places in the world where folks don't mind status meetings. They don't. They go to them happily. No problem. And since they don't mind them, they don't mind having them every week. Why? Because they go to good, effective status meetings, which is where the drumbeat meeting protocols are followed. Simple as that. When done effectively, weekly status meetings make things happen and move the project forward. And any potential negatives associated with it are overcome by the fact that project is quickly seen as something that stays on track. Maybe there's a loose end here or there, but nothing longer than a week or two. And there's no project decay, which often kills projects that are two or three months long. When people look around and say, wow, 40% of this stuff isn't done. No way we're going to get this all done. We're really, if we're three months into it and we're 40% not done, that means if it's a six month project, we're really only about 10% of the way through it. And now this thing's never going to get done and I'm going to be associated with it. And so everybody starts bailing and the project manager gets frustrated. And, but then frankly, somebody else comes up with something new and everybody knows that they got away with it. Well, I, like, I tell you why people hate project meetings. First of all, people love to be part of a project that is successful, right? The feeling yeah, at the end of right. a successful project is its just like being on top of the world. It's just a phenomenal feeling. And yeah. hopefully, most of our listeners have had that experience before. It's just, yep. you just want to have point. it yeah. over and over and over again. Conversely, folks hate being a part of a failed project. It's just like walking through hell. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. And when there are bad project status meetings, people intuitively understand this thing yep. is not going to happen. And so they're just living the project failure every single week. That's what's happening. In my estimation, that's what's happening. Right. They're literally predicting it's going to fail. And that just takes a little bit of the life out of them every week. That's, it's like absolutely. a slow death, right? right? The great tragedy in life is not the death we suffer at the end, but the thousand little deaths we suffer all the way through. Yeah. You're, it's a good point. You're, you're right. But let's be clear about a couple of things. I know people have issues with having to give status, and I know people have problems with weekly. And so I want to take a minute, even though many of you know, oh, this is mandatory tools, they're going to tell us again, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you're right. And there, there are probably 5,000 people listening to this cast that have never listened to this before. So let's make it clear. The weekly interval, interval that we recommend is not magical. There's not some science we have behind it. It's a human behavioral interview. It's based on how work gets done in the modern world, in organizational life that we know of, we've lived, we've seen tens of thousands of other people live as well. We know, and folks, you know too, that you tend to think about your work in three to five and maybe even as far out as seven-day increments. Now, obviously, we want executives thinking six months in a year and even better, five and ten years out. Uh, you do know that, hopefully, you do know that some people at the top of your organization are thinking about it. And if you can't be certain that that's true, be worried one or the other. 
look, you tend to have the work you're planning on doing or that you're required to do over the next three to five to seven days in your short-term memory. They're all in the hopper and you're trying to get all this stuff done to meet all your deadlines. Okay. Now, David Allen, who wrote Getting Things Done, probably wishes you wouldn't just, you know, do a little pensive thing like they do in Harry Potter and get it all out of your head and then just focus on the one thing at a time. And some of us do better at that than others. And, you know, sometimes it's, I got 20 things in my head and there are days when I think I got to get back to getting things done because I got too many things in my head, separate from the fact that you can only get one thing done at a time. The proof of that, about the three to five, seven day short-term memory thing, is that most of us know what we're doing today. We might even know a couple of days in the future, but almost no one who's listening to me right now knows in detail what their schedule is like 10 days from now. It's just too far out in the future. It's outside of your short-term memory. And what that means is if you have project meetings outside of the periodicity, the timeline, the interval of most people's short-term work memory, the work you're expecting to be done will also be outside the short-term work planning that they are doing. And that means usually it won't get done. They'll be having it on the back burner thinking, I'll get to that before the next meeting. Look, we can prove this. I, I'm, I'm sure I've told, said this story a hundred times, but everybody knows it's true. We ask people how they and other people they know handle their work for any project, any commission, any team, any work group, which only meets once a month. Steering committees are the classic example. And folks, we know who you are and we know what you do. You go to the monthly meeting and you talk and, and, and you, you discuss and you brainstorm and you plan and you avoid deliverables until you can no longer avoid them. And then you leave the meeting with your deliverables and you set aside those deliverables you have because you probably have until next month to do them anyway. And even if they're sooner, you won't be in trouble until the next monthly steering group meeting anyway. Yeah. That's what happens. Monthly meetings. The meeting is important. There's a spike of interest right before the meeting, and then there's a denouement after the meeting, and then nothing happens for the next three weeks because you have other things in your three to five, seven, ten day, if it's ten day hopper of work. And that monthly thing, sorry, not in the picture, not at all. Right. And that's not how projects get done successfully, right? Projects get done successfully when folks are are focused, when they're brought back to the task at hand every day. I mean, every week is okay, we were not going to have project meetings every day, but at least once a week, folks right. come back and say, okay, I got a project status meeting tomorrow where I'm going to be held accountable for my deliverables. Where am I? There you go. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you know, you just said it. You like to think everything's all analytical and digital and uh, non-personal, impersonal. It's just data. It's just facts. It's just status. But you just said it. I'm going to be held accountable. And we'll talk more about project tracking websites here in a little bit, which, by the way, do a really bad job of holding people accountable. We wish our lives were just full of doing tasks that were associated with projects, right? Even at Manage Tools, we have a bunch of projects. Well, guess what? Yesterday, we had the Manage Tools iPhone application has a problem, iOS 5. It shouldn't, right? but it does. And I end up, I'm does. not doing the development work, but I'm supervising it and I'm testing it. And so I got stuck all day yesterday focused on that. It was not on my schedule. It's not something I planned to do, right? Right. Yet, we had a project status call, <laughs> right? And Wait, so, you're, you're saying things break when you don't intend them to? Yeah, well, my stuff breaks all the time I don't intend it to. I think that's a different Gosh, issue I, there. My bubble, but... is per- my bubble is burst. I, I <laughs> yeah, just see you as, bru- as the synchronon of perfection, and I just can't imagine that you're not fully scheduled and totally on task. I try to. I try to. I, like, <laughs> hey, look, all, all the emails that come in that talk about the broken website, I redirect them. You don't see them. <laughs> There's a rule. <laughs> the same, it's the same thing for me. I'm so, 
you know, everybody thinks of me as so busy, but I still make time for lunch periodically with my friends. And I have to drive 45 minutes to have lunch with my friends. I just had lunch with a friend of mine today. And at the end of the call, um, this person brought up that they were seriously concerned about work and their future. And that took another extra half an hour, which I didn't have today. And what am I going to do? Am I not going to take it? I'm sorry, I got to go. No, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do it. Exactly. And you're going to have a project status call and it's going to remind you of the stuff you didn't get done That's right. during the time. And you'll work harder and get it done. And if I were scheduled this afternoon to have worked on a project status item and there was no staff meeting, no status meeting this week on that project, and I got interrupted by this thing my friend needed, he needed some help in terms of me reaching out to some people, and I was happy to do it for him, and it took me a half an hour, the half an hour I would have spent on this particular project task item. If there was no project status meeting tomorrow, I wouldn't have done it. I would have just said, okay, I'll just reschedule that. But if it's tomorrow... I'm going to do it, or I'm going to make an effort. I'm able to report on the status, how far I'm along on that particular task, because I'm going to be held accountable, as you said earlier. There you go. There you go. Look, we need to meet weekly. And folks, you know us at Manager Tools. We rarely use the word need here at Manager Tools. We need to meet weekly in order to assure the work that we are expecting to get done actually does get done. If you meet less than that, If we meet less than that, we run the risk of having the project's work be put on the back burner. We don't meet more often than that. By the way, we've tried it. Human behavior-wise, we won't get any benefit in most cases. People won't shorten their short-term work memory only for this project work. And there are exceptions. You know, the the last-minute push sometimes need to happen. But, of course, if you do good drumbeat meetings, you don't really have the last-minute push nearly as often. So, weekly is the standard. Don't think that you need to be clever about weekly. Just accept weekly, folks. Now, there are certainly some cases where more, you know, last-minute things or short-term projects. Okay, more. Um, But generally speaking, if you're a manager, if you're a director, the appropriate periodicity, the appropriate interval is weekly. Okay. Now, let's switch gears. Let's talk about reporting. Okay. That's what project status meetings are, right? That's what a drumbeat meeting is. A project status meeting, a weekly project status meeting is about reporting on the status of the work. Is the work done or not? And what are we going to do about the work that's done and about the work that's undone? Look, years ago, frankly, we got a little cynical. We got tired of hearing people say to us, you can't possibly ask me to take time to report on our work. We actually need time to do the work. I said that a long time ago, too. (laughs) I know. A long, long time ago. I know. I know. It's it's just always. So, look, when I was 30, I thought I had to engage with those people and find out what the heck they were talking about. And now I'm 50 and I know, no, really, that's a total red herring. Look, it's a lovely defense that people put up. And frankly, many more times it's technical versus non-technical people. And it's really not so much a defense as it is a dodge, in our opinion. Most people we know who say this, A, have never been in an effective meeting. And so they're essentially they're essentially bailing on the idea of a meeting, whatever the period of the meeting is. And or B, they don't like having to be seen to be missing a deadline, which I really am glad to know. I know that's true for almost everyone. There's a difference between missing a deadline and being seen as missing a deadline. And I intend to use that to my advantage. I expect you, if you miss a deadline, to be seen to have missed the deadline. Now, you may think that makes me Machiavelli. I disagree. I think I'm responsible for something. You didn't do what you professionally said you would. I'm going to hold you up to that. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to be Meredith. Matter of fact, okay, we missed. We're red. What are we going to do about it? And or C, third point, 
frankly, a lot of folks prefer individual work to meetings and communicating with others in general. And so they say, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, sorry. We have a lot of data, a lot of weight on our side of the argument. Mike, you can disagree if you want. I find no evidence based on my experience that people are on so many projects that project meetings on everyone would be too many. I just don't see that. No. I look at people's schedules. I don't. I mean, people say, oh, I got five meetings here and there. And I look in their calendar. No, you don't. It's not in your calendar. How do you remember when they are? Oh, I just got them all in my head. No wonder you're so inefficient. You're trying to keep all the meetings and, and you're you're busy writing code down way down in the details and you can keep track of your mind how many minutes are left until you have to go to a meeting. No. The guys I know who are really good at writing code are so far down in code, they have to be drug out of the depths by somebody knocking on the door and the guy going, Jesus, four o'clock already? I'm late. I got to go home. I got to pick up the kids. That's somebody who's really doing work and I'm okay with that. And look, further, we find very little evidence that the problem with having time to get work done is driven by too many meetings or other organizational work in general. Far more damaging to, to the whole productive time thing is the, own, the, the individual person's inefficiency and lack of effective planning and lack of effective task and people management. Yeah, I said that. I know. Look, I, I'm not saying people stink at their jobs. I'm just saying, saying, I'm doing the best I can and I don't have any time for more meetings, essentially implies that you can work all by yourself and you don't work within a context that other people need to know what you're doing and that you can't manage individual work and organizational responsibilities as well. There's no way you can call yourself an adult in the modern world with your with our gadgets and most people's knowledge of time management and so on and the efforts organizations make to free you up. And then, of course, we interrupt ourselves with Twitter and I am in text. No. Facebook. No. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But look, this isn't even the real issue, Mike. I mean, that's not really the real issue. The real issue here and the thing that people don't want to talk about that I consider perhaps one of the five or 10 most important things I'll ever contribute to the world of work and and management. And please, somebody show me that some 14th century Italian proved this as well. And then I can say, okay, it's not just horsemen. I'll beat the drum about it. No pun intended. But somebody else tell me that somebody else invented this. The real issue here is the reporting of work, not the work itself, but the reporting of the status of that work is inextricable from the work itself if you want to call yourself a professional. And in fact, it's not just inextricable, it's indeed part of the work such that the absence of reporting on the work is the absence of work in a modern organization today. And I know people are like, no, that's not, no, reporting is different than work. Wrong. Reporting is separate from work only if you are an individual actor without, devoid of any context of an organization. Look, I've mentioned this before. I don't think I've ever mentioned this in the cast, but I have great fun at conferences and when I'm teaching technical managers how to manage projects and so on. I sit down with them. I'll say, hey, you know, let me give you a thought experiment. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And they, they always say, I feel bad about asking people whether or not they met their deadlines. What? They said they would. You should feel bad about being complicit with them, about ignoring the fact that you know they have missed the deadline. But anyway, here's a thought experience. A technician is asked to fix a fiber line into a large data center. There's something wrong with it. His boss says to him, dude, it's important. Drop what you're doing. Get over there. Diagnose it. Fix the fault. We're having problems with this particular fiber line. The tech is ticked off, right? But he does drop what he's doing. He goes over. He diagnoses the fault. He changes a repeater setting. 
And by the way, I probably shouldn't say this now. I should wait until later. But this is a true story. Okay. He changes the repeater setting. There's a new router subroutine, routing subroutine that had been implemented. And the repeater didn't take it. And problem solved. He shows connectivity, no attenuation, no problem. He's got to get back to work because he was, he was actually a little bit behind in the project. And he gets right to it, thinking he's doing a good thing. He delays his lunch by an hour, which, by the way, the company usually frowns upon. But he does it because the company didn't know that there was going to be a problem with the fiber line. And he's going to try to get this thing done before his lunch. And he's going to get the fiber line thing done too. Hey, it makes me look good. I got them both done before lunch. When, in fact, I was only going to be asked to do one of them before lunch. It takes him an hour to get it done, but he does it. And when it's done, he goes to lunch. So, okay. Before the story goes any further, I know we've probably already given it away, but is the fiber line problem solved? And the answer is, the boss sees him at lunch. Boss says, what the hell? Tech says, what? What? Boss asks, are you, are you done or what? The tech says, oh, yeah, I did that. And then I hurried back to that other thing that you interrupted me on. And I got both of them done before I broke for lunch. Pretty cool, huh, boss? And he wants to be patted on the back for it, right? <laughs> Yeah, sure he does. And the boss screams at him that he's an idiot. Why? Why? Yeah. Because the boss didn't know that the work is done. The boss doesn't know the work. Yeah, exactly. The boss doesn't know the work is done. And then you go back to the earlier question, is the problem solved? And that is, it depends on how you define the problem. To attack, the work is done. And folks, just just to be clear here, I called the boss a jerk, but just put yourself in in the boss's position. The boss is responsible for the work. She's not doing it, or he's not doing it, right. but he's still responsible for it. And if he right. doesn't know it's done, it's perfectly reasonable for him to continue to worry about it and to act as if it's not done. Yeah. He has no choice in the matter. And frankly, the fact that he gets mad, no, okay, he, she shouldn't be if expressing If he's responsible. It but right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly, I, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be mad too. So I've been worried about this customer this entire time, this fiber line. Apparently, it's pretty important. And it's been done. Hey, dude. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And some of some people are listening right now, Mike, and think you're saying the boss is a jerk for yelling, but you're not saying that. You're saying, Tack, you're a jerk for not telling me. Exactly. I'm, I'm legitimately worried. And folks, listen to what he said. The boss is responsible for the work too. If you're responsible for work and you don't know it's done, is it done? And the answer is no, it's not. The issue is responsibility versus task implementation. But look, it depends on how you define the problem, whether or not it's done. To the tech, his work is done. To the boss, the line might as well still be down because he hasn't been able to reset the telecom switch to allow it to test and use the line. Because folks, this is a reporting problem, not a work problem, not a motivation problem. I was about to say not a communication problem, but of course, reporting is communication. It's not a job skills problem. It's just communication slash reporting. It's not enough to do the task. If you're a frontline manager or supervisor, one of the greatest legacies you can give the young people or old people who work for you is it ain't done until you've reported it done. It's not, period. If you do work and you don't submit your timesheet, the system doesn't know you worked. And I know you're thinking, well, gee, that sounds bad because it implies that work is not work, that work is something else. It's work plus something else. Yeah, it does. And that that artificiality, we admit it, depending upon how you define work as a matter of vocabulary, that definition of work is inherent on organizational life. Work as an individual is just tasks. 
Work in an organization is task plus reporting. It is the nature of human social organizations. It's just the way it's done. We got to get it through our managerial heads, heads that work that is done, which the organization is not aware of being done, is work that is not done at all. And we mean that. Just because you've done it doesn't mean it's done. The organization has to know it's done. It's a bit like the right hand doing something and the rest of the body not knowing it. You join an organization and we're, we're, we give you credit for being an individual, but you still are part of the organization. An individual's doing thing does not benefit the organization. It's only when the organization knows that it matters. It's true all the time. It's particularly true on projects where some tasks are dependent on other tasks. So if there's a task that's oh. done and somebody else has a dependency on it and she doesn't know it's done for three days, that's three days of, yeah. of lost productivity Waste. right there as she's Waste. waiting for it to be done. Yeah, exactly. It is not enough in an organization where specialization in labor is the fundamental reason for the organization. If you don't know that, folks, trust me, that's why organizations exist. It's not enough to simply do your work. Work that is not reported upon as being done is not done. If others don't have access to the knowledge that, quote, the work is done, unquote, they're unable to be as effective, per Mike's comment. Now, look, some of you are still fighting us. So we want to go one step further than we already have on this point. Although we're not going to go any further after that. We can keep winning this argument uh, no matter how many ways you go. But in the interest of time, I know what some of you are saying. You say, well, okay, if other people need to know about my work, they can just look it up. They can come ask me. First thing people say is they can come ask me. I just have to tell you that's monumentally dumb. Or they can just go look it up. And then you say, maybe you get smart and you say, no, wait, I, I can see where everybody having to come <laughs> ask me all the time is probably not good for me <laughs> and it's probably inefficient. And of course you'd be right, but Hey, why don't we all just update status on intranet project status site? That'll take me just one minute. I do the work and it takes me a minute to do reporting a minute per task for me. I'm okay with that. Oh, thank you so much. It'll take me a minute, but I'll do that in deference to your point about work and specialization and all that organizational stuff you just said, Mark and Mike. <laughs> And then the snark mark, not the dark mark now, but the snark mark comes out and says, oh, yeah, everybody always updates their project status on that internet site. Oh, sure they do. It's so easy. That's why we spent all that money on the internet because all the project technical people said internet status is the way to go. People will just automatically update. It'll be fine. Holy crap. I know project managers who do nothing but hunt people down and say, will you please update the status? Please update the status. So then the manager can go back and read the status that they just heard from the person so they can balance that against a thousand other factors in terms of resources and so on. Project status. Look, I, I don't have anything against project status sites. I just know the behavior that tends to happen around them. Right. Exactly. Not only do people not update. But look, this implies something else, that the person who wants to know the status should have to come and find the status. But folks, that's inefficient on its face. The person who did the work knows the status. Others want to know, why require any effort at all from other people when one of us, the one who did the work, knows what we want to know and can communicate it to us directly and clearly? This is why we have guidance recommending managers, including project managers, never assign work tasks that don't include the reporting of the work's status with the task itself. In other words, don't assign the creation of a logo for a new product. Assign the reporting to you of the new product logo's creation. Send me the logo, as it were. This way, the absence of the reporting is failure to accomplish the assigned task. 
And there's nobody in the world who can say, I'm not comfortable having to report this stuff. I want to be able to do my work, but I wasn't hired to, to, to have to report all the dang time. Why are you guys making me report all the time? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just mind boggling. Look, part of the rationale obviously here is managerial economics 101. And some of you remember that from the earlier guidance. If a manager and a direct can both do a task, the direct must do it. Otherwise, it's more expensive. If the direct can update status, as opposed to the manager coming to find the status, not only does the manager get paid more, but it takes a lot longer for the manager to find out status rather than the direct who did the work to report the status. But even if you said everybody's paid the same on the project, Mark, so the manager spending five minutes finding out about it is still roughly equivalent to the direct spending three minutes updating a project status. Yeah, even if that were true, which of course it's not, five or six or 10 people to having to ask or not knowing about the status of something upon which their work is dependent is a lot more expensive than one of us reporting what we already know to be true. Status of work is actually separate from work. There are two separate items. And knowing the status of the work is a third item, if you will. Now, look, some of you might still be hanging on to the idea of avoiding a meeting, coming up with an email, update list, a distro, a server, listserv, something, whatever. And again, sorry, no. As Mike alluded to, held accountable. I mean, Look, I mean, some, where, where, where were we, Mike, where somebody brought up something about being held accountable? Oh, I know. Somebody told me that my definition of being held accountable was wrong. It yeah, just, where was you know, that, though? Oh, I, no, it was my, my direct. Somebody sent me a long email recently saying, okay. uh, you know, Mark, my directs held me accountable for something. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I remember. I remember. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. Well, apparently, we have different vocabularies because it's just not right. I'm happy to have that discussion with whomever wrote that in, but I read it and go, no, we disagree, and I don't think we're going to get to the conclusion, so I got to go somewhere else. Look, the fact is the requirement to report with the social aspect of admitting one's successes and failures verbally to other people are an enormous motivator to better work accomplishment. The emotions people feel when they update a track and site with a yellow status and comments is nothing compared to the dread they feel having to admit, and the tracking site is rarely seen as an admittance, right? Having to admit that they failed or are near to failing. And you might say, well, gee, I wish people were better than that. Yeah, well, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. <laughs> people aren't better than that. And I'm one of those people and I need it. And I'm not embarrassed by my need. I, I've been doing this for 30 years now as a professional, and I can admit there are times when I go, uh-oh, we have a project status call tomorrow, and I'm not where I need to be. I need to rejigger my schedule, and I can put some of the stuff off that I was going to do today until tomorrow because I don't want to have to admit I haven't done five things. And frankly, I do that frequently, and I'm embarrassed that all the things I've been putting off for two weeks or a week only took five minutes each. Just like you, right? Remember we had somebody saying, I really need that stuff from Mike. I really need that stuff from Mike. He's got to fill out those forms. He's got to fill out those forms. <laughs> you opened up, only discover it was a signature. That was all. They had said forms. You had said, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Forms. Oh, my God. The idea of filling out forms is just, you might as well claw my eyes out with acid. <laughs> yes, and exactly. you opened it up, and it was one yellow tab by a signature line. Yeah. But to this person, you had had oh, to fill out a three form. Three weeks. I delayed doing this for three weeks. Three all I weeks. I had to do was sign it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like an idiot, but okay. And the person was the person complained that that it hadn't gotten done, and they kept sending email. Please fill out the forms. Please fill out the forms. Well, apparently, Mike hadn't been motivated enough to do it. When he finally opened, it was like, "Oops, shoot!" So yeah, that's okay, what I said. Folks. Shoot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly right, folks. This is why you have weekly status meetings, and we mean it. 
The weekly status meeting is a drumbeat. If you're managing a project, if you're sponsoring a project, you insist on it, you have it, you do it every week, and people who don't do their work, it's going to be known, and you're going to give them new assignments. We'll talk about that in just a minute. You've got to manage things rather than letting them happen. I just read, Wendy just sent something. We have a brand new IBM CEO, first female CEO in the history of IBM, and Wendy sent me an article. And the subtitle of the article, IBM First Female CEO, and the subtitle was, She's Tough. Folks, I'm going to tell you, your business as a project manager is not to be nice to everybody. There's nothing wrong with being nice. You can be a gracious and kind and generous person as a manager, as a professional, and you can be demanding too. You don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to show an edge. You don't have to threaten people. You don't have to lower one eye, raise one eyebrow and say, I'm going to get you in trouble. Obviously, if you're a direct manager, we want you to establish relationships, and we recommend you do that too with a project manager or three as well. But even if you can't do that, you can say, I don't have to be a demanding, demeanored person. I can simply say every week, we're going to report on our status. And if you're behind, everybody's going to know you're behind. Somebody said, this sounds like social shaming. I said, no, it's really not. And nobody has to be shamed. It's a choice they make about whether or not they're going to get their work done. You start a drumbeat and you hold the drumbeat steady. The project drumbeat meeting is about a discipline saying, I'm trying to think of the quote that somebody mentioned to me. Oh, I know. It's the old saying about the guy who says to the the person buying a car, we're taking a loss on this one, sir, but by selling a lot, we'll be okay. High volume, we'll be okay. Well, high volume and losses just means more losses, right? And yet people seem to think we're behind this week, but it'll be okay. Those of you who are baseball fans, I could tell you a story about, you know, the baseball season is 20 eight game seasons long. It's eight game seasons times 20. You have 20 seasons of eight games each. And a winning baseball team, a team that goes to the playoffs, rather than going win-loss, 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 win-loss in eight games, this is the difference now, is win-loss, 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 win-win. Okay? That's all. Rather than going four and four, the effective team goes five and three. And you multiply five and three by 20, and you end up at 160. And if you win 100 games, you're going to the playoffs in baseball. Okay? It's one win every eight games. But you get down 20 games. I'm sorry. You have to have a heroic effort to get back. How do you get down by 20 games? One game at a time. And too many managers, too many professionals, too many project managers, too many technical people, too many sponsors say, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And yet we've been saying steadily for years and years and years and years. I I tell people, I tell managers all the time, get the first few weeks under your belt and nail everything. Even if they have to be small tasks, get people on the right track, start getting some wins under your belt. But people don't want to do it. People think, oh, I'm, you know, I didn't lose any money, any, any, any weight this week or next week or next week, but I'll lose 10 pounds next week. No, you'd have to lop off a foot to do that. It doesn't work that way. You win by having a steady, disciplined drumbeat week after week. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not pretty. It just works. It's management. It just works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just works. Yeah. If you want your projects to complete, let alone complete on time, on budget, on scope, you have to stay involved every week and send a message that work is going to be reviewed, examined, task status is going to be fodder for regular discussion. The people who get their tasks done on time are going to be rewarded. The people that aren't are going to be having to talk about it. They're going to punish people. Punishment doesn't work, but they're going to have to talk about it. And the fact that they know they're going to have to talk about it tomorrow will change their behavior today within that short-term time window. Now, look, that said, they still could be bad meetings, and we have to go further than just having them, and there's more to it than that, obviously. 
Thanks, everyone. That's it for part one. We'll continue with the rest of this next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long, folks. <laughs>